The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. And thank you, Emily. It is Tuesday, time for the Roman Road with Theo, who is an alumnus of the Dallas Theological Seminar, and we're doing something uh, kind of different the next couple weeks. We hope you like it. Uh, we're having conversations back and forth on a list of things that are called, well, it's the justification. It's what you need to be in, have, have you in your life and in your heart to be justified by Jesus. And so, uh, Theo, give us the big idea, open up with prayer, and then we'll go. Okay, Mac, great to be with you. The big idea of the day for week 42 is justified believers are in Christ Jesus. The last three weeks in verses Romans 7, 21 through 8, 3, Paul expressed his total exhaustion, wretchedness, with trying to become progressively sanctified through his efforts keeping the law. So Paul cried out, Who, not what, will set me free from this continuous influence of sin? His answer in Romans 8.2 is, The spirit of life in Christ Jesus sets us free from the principal or continuous influence of sin and death. So today, Mac, you and I will discuss what it means to be in Christ. Let's pray and review. Thank you, Lord, that we can be together today to study the book of Romans. Considering where we are in Christ, may we understand that we justified believers are in Christ Jesus. Thank you for the gospel, the good news. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He rose on the third day according to the scriptures. In that process, he gave us the free gift of salvation through faith only. And now may everything we say and do be honoring to you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Back for the yeah, for the last three weeks we've been talking about Romans eight one through three, which uses the phrase in Christ twice. Yep. Firstly, we just mentioned its use in Romans 8.2, describing the principle called the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, which can overcome the principle of sin and death. Furthermore, verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Mac, let's continue our discussion about that by looking at some of the characteristics Romans chapters 5 and 6 say about those who are in Christ. Well, Theo, we have been working our way through this for several weeks, and and it's Romans 8, 1 through 3, as you said. But let me see if I might have this right. A true Christian is only justified or could be called in Christ Jesus if he's got some of these things, or all of them. 
Well, it's going to be true that someone who is in Christ Jesus will have all of these things. It's amazing. We listed out 17 of them last week, and every one of them is true. So how do I visualize or get my arms around what you mean by in Christ with this incredible list? Well, um, we talked about John 15 where Jesus says that he is the vine and faithful believers are the branches. What a great analogy from natural biology as to what it means to be in Christ. We branches are in Christ. All right. But what if we don't feel, and you know, I know you don't like it when I say this, but sometimes I don't feel like a good enough Christian. And in this case, it would be that I'm not good enough to be in Christ. What if there is some overwhelming darkness in my life that, well, it precludes me from being in Christ? Mac, this is the heart of the struggle that I wanted to discuss. Yeah, I agree. But there's been times since Jesus mugged me that I've just still felt unworthy to be a Christian. I hear you, Mac. Instead of listening to these random ideas running around in our heads or perceived with our ears, let's spend some time talking about truth. We know that we are in Christ. What does that mean according to chapters we have already covered? Chapter 5 from Romans Theological Pillar of Salvation and Romans chapter 6 of the Theological Pillar of Sanctification. Last week, we listed 17 truths of those of us who are in Christ. So which one shall we discuss first, Mac, of those 17? Well, let's talk about the one we talked a a little bit last time, because this one's important to me. And the first one, it comes out of Romans uh, 5.1, and it says we have to have peace with God. Yeah, we have peace with God. Yeah. I spent a lot of years in my life before Jesus mugged me, and I had people who loved me very much, mothers and grandmothers and things like that, who would say, I just wish you'd find peace, because I was never at peace. I never walked with uh, Jesus. I went to church, uh, but I I was a Christian in name only. I would have told you I'm going to hell or going to heaven, but that isn't where I was going. And then, as I know you know, on November 4th of 19, so this is 2019, I had heart failure. And through a whole bunch of coincidences, which just are another way of saying God's revealed himself, I was actually at the hospital because I wasn't feeling good, and then my heart shut down. And my heart shut down for 27 seconds. And in that time, you know, it's loud. It's just like it is on TV if you've never been in an emergency room. Everybody's crawling all over you, and they're yelling out numbers and blood pressure and volume this, and and I've got picks in in my arms and all that stuff's going on. And the doctor leaned over and said, listen, we're trying to get your heart rate going, and if we can't get it going, we're going to have to shock you. And then she said, sometimes shock leads to death. And I didn't hear the death. All of a sudden, it was as quiet as I've ever heard in my life. I've never heard such silence, which felt very peaceful to me. 
And then I thought, well, what a way to die. You know, nobody's having to take care of me. All you got to do is sit down and make a couple phone calls. And Mac's dead and he's in heaven and glory, hallelujah. And then I remembered that, you know, there were some sins that I had committed that even though I had repented on them many, many times, I, I just wanted to put them in this conversation with God as I was lying there. I didn't know I was dead. I, I, I thought that's where I was going. I wasn't, you know, hovering over my body. I didn't see Jesus and Grandma and the stars. But I started to do this repenting of things. And I felt God's voice say, hey, and it was in this tone, hey, cut it out. We've got stuff to do. And all of a sudden, I'm back in the room, and I had been shocked by the paddles but didn't feel it. And the doctors told me that was very, very unusual, that you don't feel getting shocked by one of those machines. And even though the sound came back and life was there, to this day, I still feel a sense of that peace. Very difficult for me to do anything but be joyful, even in bad times and in struggles. I still feel that never-ending joy, that macarios that God gives us through living within him. And that, 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 so that's what peace is to me. Mac, that's a beautiful story of you experiencing this peace that we have with God. And that's what it talks about in Romans 5.1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So if we're in Christ, we have this peace. And what you experience, Mac, in some part is an answer to the oldest question around, and that would be from Job 25.4. How can a person be right before God? And Mac, you were getting to experience what it sensed to you to be right before God. You know, he said, when he heard him say, Mac, we got something to do. Let's go get it done. You're reconciled to him. You're on his team. What a what an amazing sense of peace there. Well, and and I I don't know how I can say this other than I know it's true. But I have no doubt that I'm going to heaven. No doubt at all. Because of that peace that I felt. He he let me feel that. So I would know mm that that's the way he and I are going to spend eternity. But yeah. we had more to do. And the, what it ended up being is moving over to Omaha and taking this station and doing what's going on here. Because I was ready to go wherever he wanted to take me. Prayed to God it wasn't Africa at 195 degrees in the middle of nowhere. But I would have gone. I would have gone if that's what he called me to do. Well, Mac, I am so glad that he uh, kept you going, too, because otherwise I wouldn't have the joy of being here with you on this, this uh, at this time, yeah. telling this story I, with people. I would agree. And, and, and let me just say, too, Mac, uh, about 48 years ago, when, when Jesus saved me, uh, thereafter, for a, a couple of weeks, I felt an unexplainable peace. Yeah. It's unexplainable. And all I can say is it's that sense that you are now reconciled to God. 
And all of a sudden, everything else that goes on around you in your life takes on a different hue. It's almost like you have this joy that comes up regardless of what it is that's happening, good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah, well, you know, the I had somebody else explain it to me that even through the worst of struggles, you should always have peace and joy because that is God's never-ending peace and joy. And the term I used earlier was Macarillos. And that's yeah. what you and I live with now. Yes, and, and peace is such an important part of, of human existence. No wonder the Jews say the, the greeting shalom, which means peace. And that's more than just not having conflict. It means it's a whole beautiful existing description of the joy of life. That's called shalom and peace. What, a, what an amazing word. Well, we've only got 16 more of these to do, so uh, we'll be back next Tuesday on the Roman Road. And we may be doing this, uh, you know, till the holidays because we're going to share every one of these with you. And I want you to hear that you, too, have these. And if you don't, then just read Romans and you'll find it. I'm Mac McCoy for Theo, the alumnus of Dallas Theological Seminary. And, of course, the good folks at Divine Truth. You have a great week, and God bless you.